Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to on today's episode. Of course, we're talking about Friday's WWE Smackdown on the road to WrestleMania, where Jey Uso uh, explains himself. It's a pretty simple explanation. Uh, and, uh, and of course, uh, Cody Rhodes comes out. You could say the 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 roads. Oh, the roads to WrestleMania, to WrestleMania continues. Uh, we're also going to talk about the AEW Rampage that we attended, mm. but then there was also a bunch of promos. Yes. Uh, that uh, that that I'll be honest, Larson watched. I didn't watch. I didn't watch the episode after the fact. Like I was there for the matches, and uh, but apparently there were some promos too. There so were. We're gonna, there we're were. Talk about those. We're going to talk about those. Uh, and then uh, we've also got some news. About more AEW wrestling on your cable TV. We're going to get to that in just a second here, but really quick. First up, uh, for the YouTube channel members, at uh, uh, we well, get to just click join, and then also the patrons at five dollars and up. Uh, we have got this week our latest retro review that's exclusive to them for now, and then next month we put it up on the channel. We just put this weekend. ECW, the very first Extreme Championship Wrestling episode. We did a review on that, a retro review on that. So that is available on the channel right now. And you can vote. Uh, coming up a little bit later on today after the show, I'm going to post up the actual poll. You're going to be able to vote on the next retro review. It's either going to be the very first episode of Monday Night Raw. We're going to put that up one more time for vote. Or the first episode of uh, Developmental NXT. It's when they were in full sale for the first time. Yeah. None of the game show stuff. Although towards the end, it wasn't even really game show stuff. They were just do. It was like basically main event. The, like the last little yeah. stretch of NXT, they were just do stuff. Like I think before the shows yeah, yeah, yeah. and have like hardly any story going on. Uh, but once they got into like, I guess it was full sale. Was it full? Do we, do we I know if so. it was full I sale? So. I think it was full yeah. sale at the beginning. Once the NXT's um, launched as its own developmental brand. Yes. Mm -hmm. Not the game yeah. show and not the weird kind of nebulous thing in between when NXT launched as its own, Unique thing as an evolution right. of S FCW, and mm -hmm. they started having the, the episodes on 
on WB.com. Yes. Yeah. So we're going to watch those uh, or we're going to put those up for a vote uh, for the next retro review. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, whatever one is chosen. And there's some very interesting stuff. That's what I'm really into, man. Like just sort of the weird, you know, details. Look, we've all seen, for example, thinking of that ECW episode we just did. Mm-hmm. We've all seen like the rise and fall of ECW. We mm-hmm. all know like the broad strokes and what mm-hmm. happened. But to actually get down to like, okay, when was the transition from Eastern to extreme? How did that go down? Like what was the actual details behind it? That's the kind of stuff that it's always fun to visit th- those historical details. Yes. Uh, and, and to see NXT go from what it was to where it was, knowing where it went. I think it'd be very interesting. And also Monday Night Raw, the very first episode of Monday Night Raw yeah. is also kind of interesting territory to cover. So whatever you guys choose. Um, so you can do that on the Patreon and uh, uh, for channel members at $5 and up. Uh, but yeah, let's go ahead and dive into this, man. Uh, let's talk about potentially another another hour of AW Wrestling. Yeah, so uh, let's go back to February 20th when we had a show and we talked about a trademark filing by AEW which suggested they could have a new show on the horizon, maybe titled AEW Collison because that's what mm. the trademark filing said. Right, like right, Collison, yeah, former, like Nick Collison. Yeah. yeah, like former Seattle probably. Supersonic Oklahoma City Thunder forward Nick Collison. Probably actually just they meant collision. Collision. That's my own I like the idea of particular the speculation. Gets yeah. the wrestling industry. But anyways, over the weekend, Andrew Zarian reported that AEW and Warner's or the, well, sorry, Warner Discovery are nearing a deal to add a new one hour AEW show to the broadcast schedule with Zarian believing that the show could air Saturday evenings in the old WCW Saturday night time slot of six oh five PM. So this really it, we need to ask this question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does AEW really need a third TV show? They need a fourth hour of weekly television. I'm not including all access, just wrestling content. Does AEW really need that extra hour? Or can they take the three hours they have and use those three hours better? Well, uh, so we can explore that in a second. I, I think the first thing to take away from this is Warner Brothers Discovery likes AEW enough mm-hmm. to do this, which mm-hmm. is, I think, I think a really good thing. Yeah. I think <laughs> let's do this. Let's take a look at the positives before <laughs> before we answer the obvious. Before we give the obvious answer to this question, um, I prefer this for wrestlers over being stuck on uh, being buried in a, a two hour solid Ring of Honor show on their streaming service. Like, I kind of want to see my Eddie Kingston on cable TV not buried within a two-hour. They have completely buried Eddie Kingston for me. He's gone. Um, It's good for wrestlers to get on TV. Of course. That being said, Larson, that being said, no. Clearly, Rampage is booked as an afterthought. If it was, you know, what you probably want to do if you want more quality, if you want more bang for your buck. Well, I guess let me ask you this first before we dive into this. Do you think Saturday at 6.05 is a better time slot than the Rampage, the current Rampage time slot? Yeah, because it's not at 10 in the evening. Um, I mean, if they're going to add extra hour, make Rampage two hours, have it on Saturday night. That would be, that would be, that's what I would suggest. And then you can kind of make it its own thing. You can have Dynamite be its own thing, or you can just have one continuation. Then also, if it's two hours, if you can justify the expense because it's doing it well enough in the ratings maybe that could be a live show too and then it feels urgent like things are actually going to happen um but if 
the problem with having especially two one-hour shows on back-to-back nights, I don't know, it, 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 you run the risk of it feeling disjointed because Rampage always feels kind of disjointed from what you know from Dynamite because mm-hmm. unless it's a live show, half the time doesn't feel like it's it's necessary viewing. Mm, yeah. um, sure, there's good matches, but in terms of story development, usually there's not a whole lot on Rampage. Um, and so maybe the two-hour time frame would work better in that respect if this is the approach or the approach that Tony Khan is using now is what we're going to see going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> as far as do they need a third TV show? Probably not. There's probably better ways to utilize talent you have um, and, and come up with better creative uh, with the three hours of TV you have already as opposed to putting another fourth hour with just a bunch of matches on it. Yeah. You know, because yeah. that's the fear. It's going to essentially be the Saturday Rampage when it's going to be an hour of, sure, decent wrestling, but the wrestling's not going to feel substantial because there's not really enough story behind it. I mean, at a certain point, do we just sort of assume that story, the way you and I like story, is just not AEW's thing? It's not what they're endeavoring to do anymore. They that 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 they're just a company that it's like the good wrestling is good and there's look there's plenty of sentiment I've seen out there yeah where hey I just I like good wrestling literally right here in our YouTube chat Chasmosa says I like Ring of Honor's weekly show slightly more than Dynamite there are people out there who just like match 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 mm-hmm. match mm-hmm. you know and and there's something to be that that's a valid that's a valid take it's not mine it's yeah. not I'm not into that you're not into that. But if the idea is, hey, let's just let's get another hour on cable TV for people to go out there and do what wrestlers do, and that's wrestle. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if there are people who, you know, like Kanosuke uh, Takeshita, this guy clearly has found something with the AEW audience, yeah, based exclusively on his wrestling, yeah. Um, and so, and look, I, this is a bit of, you know, I guess a, a devil's advocate here, whatever you want to call it, not just trying to dump on it because look, I'm in the same boat. I would like the, the, the time that I spend watching AEW to be filled with compelling stories, but it's kind of just clearly not Tony Khan's. It's not his philosophy mm-hmm. of pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. I mean, part of, part of it, part of AEW was born of new Japan and it's not like New Japan programs their show the way WWE's weekly televised programming goes down. A lot of their storytelling just takes place in the ring. There's not a lot of um, sort of uh, promos produced the way WWE or WCW did back in the day. Mm-hmm. So I just I think that expectations wildly need to swing for AEW if that's going to be their philosophy i mean it's just it's it's funny because there was a period of time we did a whole video on it when they did feature storylines that seemed fairly compelling from a traditional you know from the 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 point of view what we used to get with wcw and what we get uh, what wwe tries to do in that particular production way yeah um and they have ventured away from that yeah and to, to me it seems a bit on the lazy side given what they used to do but it's just it's it's where they've landed, and if yeah. they think that they can grow their brand um, with that, and if Warner Brothers Discovery who clearly thinks there's there's value there, I mean I don't know what 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 their numbers were were before Rampage. 
like at the Friday night at 10 o'clock slot. Oh, yeah. Probably not great. Probably not great. Um, but uh, so I don't know. From a business perspective, that probably means something pretty good for AEW. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Uh, from, you know, uh, hey, do you know, is this going to be must-see TV? I don't know. Like Rampage isn't. So no. what what no. makes me think that this is going to be after the yeah, first like two weeks? They might load something up on the first two. Weeks. It's it's interesting to see with this bloodline story, and we'll talk about SmackDown and in uh, in the bloodline story, kind of uh, what story beats happened there in a few minutes. But um, the bloodline storyline really illustrates that if you put forth interesting stories on wrestling television, people will come to watch it because people like people will talk about it. Yeah, you know, yeah. not much water cooler talk necessarily happens these days, and and in the attitude era is like, oh my gosh, did you see what happened mm-hmm. on on Raw or on WCW? It was not so much the matches that happened, but the stories that went on between the matches, or sometimes Absolutely, inside the matches, yeah. you know. And we're seeing this now with the Bloodline thing, where that's the one storyline of late that's really captivated the imagination of wrestling fans. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's been instances where AEW's gotten close to that. We saw the 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 elite Kenny Hangman story, CM Punk and MJF. You know, uh, Britt and Thunder Rosa. Those are all stories that led to matches um, that they actually put effort into telling a story more than all right. These people are going to have a match. Let's motivate that. Yeah. You yeah. know, um, and that just seems to be. Tony Khan's philosophy these days is like, I need to motivate this match. What do I do to do that? And that's mm-hmm. kind of the extent of it. We don't have the personal nature of a lot of these feuds like we did in the first couple of years of AEW um, for the most part. And what we're seeing a lot more in WWE, we just don't get that as much. Yeah, it, it's true. It's funny, dude, because like it's not even exclusive necessarily. What lately on uh, my, my Twitch channel, the MF Steve here one, we've been watching like old territory wrestling, you know, just jumping from place to place to place, late seventies, early eighties type stuff. And it is fascinating to see number one, just how much Vince McMahon ripped off from, from all that. But it was, it was, it was very much character story based stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, the matches were almost an afterthought back then in the territory days, because they'd have matches that like don't even finish before the episode ends. Like they'll rolling credits while the, while the match is still going on. Yeah. Half the matches were DQs or draws or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, or double count outs or whatever. But you know, those promos were fiery and people were doing shit to each other away from the matches to, to motivate those stories. And that's just sort of how, you know, and even in WCW dude in WCW, we had, tons of phenomenal matches i those that's the kind of stuff i don't remember that stuff i remember because like the people will post twitter clips of uh-huh. man remember when ray mysterio took on you know uh, a psychosis back yeah. in 1997 or whatever it's like oh man yeah now i remember those clips i remember seeing those cool stuff back then but what i remember was just the cool stories mm-hmm. you know and sometimes sometimes they were legitimately good sometimes they were uh, awful but still really entertaining yeah um but uh but it was it was all very entertaining because of the stories involved. That's what kept me coming back week after week. And yeah. that's just, it's just, it seems to be that AEW is getting away from that. And if people like that, that's cool. That's yeah. fine. It doesn't seem to be the thing that is actively growing their numbers though. And you would yeah. think that would be a goal of theirs. You'd think so. You'd think so. Yeah. And as you know, ever since triple H took over creative at WB, we've seen their numbers for the most part, especially on SmackDown go up you know they were around two million or so and now it's not uncommon to see them around 2.3 2.4 2.5 million every friday night because i think people are invested in this bloodline story you want to see week in a week out what happens 
Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, you know, it, when when AEW was creatively hitting on all cylinders, you had stories that would get you emotionally invested in the outcome of the matches, and then you'd see the stories play out in the matches themselves. Yeah. So it's not just like, all right, here's the story beat we need to hit, have a match because we need wrestling on the show. The segments inform the matches, and the matches inform the next segment. It mm-hmm. felt cohesive, and that's what the bloodline story is now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's like they just don't have matches to have matches. The matches matter in terms of the story they're trying to tell, mm-hmm. and it just feels like now, again, enough motivation to justify matches, and that's kind of the extent of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. if and if and if that makes people happy, that's great. You know, mm-hmm. um, it'd be great for, you know, I think from our perspective, if there's a little bit more to it. Yeah. So the outcome of these matches would have more weight from a, from a story uh, storyline perspective. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now. All you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's just the kind of stuff that that you and I have always personally appreciated, and mm-hmm. that's that's the draw for us for wrestling. And and like I said, if that's if if that's not the draw, I just wonder. You know, in my opinion, you need that story element. It can't be. And if 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 Tony Khan thinks that he's got you know CM Punk in his back pocket in the next two or three months, and that's going to be like the 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 fix everything. I got I got bad news. That ain't going to do it. You nope. know. I'm nope. sure he'll come in and he'll write some stories and maybe you'll have some compelling CM Punk a story stuff and maybe some of that'll trickle down at best. But even even CM Punk wasn't like the massive draw. If you look back at some of those rampages that he was on, um, although I think that's sort of overblown from what I understand. He was only on a couple episodes of Rampage. Um, 
but uh, but yeah, I, I he's not the end all be all, and and that honeymoon's going to come come to an end at some point. Mm-hmm. You're going to need to focus on stories if you want to continue to grow your your brand because I I think that's going to grow the ratings and get you yep. the big TV deals that you're going to want. But Definitely. what do I know? It's his business, you know. I know, I know. I mean, I, I guess we can only base our analysis, if you will, on uh, what we know of wrestling history, what you know we've experienced, what we're seeing mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, right. Yeah. When it comes to WB's product where they're on the upswing because mm-hmm. creatively it's an improvement over what was going on when Vince was in charge. And people yeah. recognize that. Is it a sea change? No, but it's an improvement. Mm-hmm. And yeah. there's an A story that has really captivated people. Mm-hmm. And yeah. when AEW had that with the Kenny and Hangman stuff, when they had that with, with Punk and MJF, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess they, I could, you, you could do a deep dive into the numbers and see if they were higher than they are now. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know offhand. But that's the kind of stuff I feel like that if they at least would focus and get an A story that's nearing that level, mm-hmm, yeah, you know, or where, where where you have some developed characters that can clash over something, and it's personal and there's stakes involved, then people are going to watch that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the bottom line, and it's if you want to grow your business. I mean, look at it's funny, isn't it? So funny, like back when Vince was around, how often. You know, the answer to it's like, wait, why are they doing this? Oh, for a short term ratings pop. Yeah, I do it that we have not said those words since SummerSlam, since Triple H took over. You know, it's like even when he did uh, because they did like the uh, what was the latest uh, nostalgia thing? They did not nostalgia thing, but they did an anniversary thing. I forget what it was, but they did one of them was like Ross Ross 30th. I think it was Ross 30th. It was Ross Ross 30th. Um, It was like, okay, that makes sense. 30th anniversary. And, but it wasn't like, I don't know. It didn't seem like a manufactured short-term ratings bump. Mm-mm. You know, it was like, uh, it, it just felt like, okay, it's a natural thing to celebrate that anniversary and they're going to load it up and make a big deal about it. But week to week, they're putting in the work. Mm-hmm. They're putting in the work to bring people to their show because like writing weekly television is not easy. Nope. You know, it is not. So it is not. Yeah. So we'll uh, see anyways, where it goes with yeah. AEW. Maybe, you know, maybe maybe it's a situation. This is this is being optimistic. Yeah, where it's it's a situation. Maybe there's too much. There, this there's too much they're trying to jam into that three hours, and because of that, mm-hmm. the 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 creative aspect has to get sacrificed because they they want these matches to happen and they want these characters to be focused or featured. But you know, there's a time limit on what they could do, and mm-hmm. so. Uh, they don't have an opportunity to flesh out these characters or stories more than they would be like. Again, this is being optimistic. Glass half full situation. Yeah, There's right. this extra hour of TV. You can mm-hmm. alleviate some of that pressure and let these stories breathe a little bit or in some cases maybe not go so long. Mm-hmm. You know, like Hangman is supposed to be done with Mox yet on BTE disagreed to do the six-man tag with the Dark Order against Blackpool mm-hmm. Combat Club. You know, I wonder if if All Access is going to have, is going to take some of that weight off the shoulders of their major cable shows, um, because it, it show it's on it's on after Dynamite, yeah. And I don't that the problem, of course, is it's not live. So yeah. like it's it's documentary stuff that's probably I would suspect three to six, well, probably two to four months behind yeah. live where we're at. Yeah. So I don't know how much stuff they'll be able to to motivate, but they could use that stuff to flesh out their characters. And and add some motivation to what's going on live, I suppose. They could, but that's asking that's 
potentially asking a lot for your audience because that's not too far removed from asking everybody to watch being the elite as well as Dynamite and Rampage. I understand well, that. I understand a, that all access is on cable there. television right after Dynamite, but at the same time, you know, when Dynamite ends on the East Coast, what is 10 p.m.? Yeah, you know? I know, but come on, like BTEs, like it's sometimes it's it's you can't even watch like the audio's cocked up and it's you have to you know wait for it on Monday and then get it on your which I know it's like not a big deal like that's yeah but I'm, like I'm to just watch dynamite got, just sitting there and then it's on it's like oh, I'm not going anywhere I guess the point is if you have <clears throat> major story beats that you're relying on to tell the stories of your matches they should happen on dynamite and rampage no I don't disagree with that I'm not talking about major story beats I'm talking about fleshing out characters you know and then that it's like oh man you see you know all access just Keep sitting in your chair after dynamite. And Maybe other people see. like, no, <laughs> I don't watch all access. What's that? <laughs> What's that? I think they're supposed to have some Eddie Kingston stuff. I mean, I'm, I'm so bummed about that. Eddie Kingston being buried in those two hour blocks of ring of honor. <laughs> it's not even rampage. No, it's not even darker elevation. But here's the thing. You can watch. We can watch Supercard of honor. They'll do a video recap. And it'll probably be sixty five percent from their feud twelve years ago. <laughs> um, that they'll license that footage, the Chikara stuff. Yeah. yeah, and then there'll be a little bit of recent stuff, and you'll get up to date on the story because they're relying on the story they told you know twelve thirteen years ago for this story now. You know, say what you will. This is this is kind of a tangent, but I was watching. Uh, I don't know. Somebody had some clips up from on Twitter from like I don't know, like Russo, some Russo era stuff yeah. from WCW. Say which the, there was seemingly one, a solid one saving grace of Russo's time book in WCW, and that's because and he did get a lot of people on TV. Yeah, he was big on factions, you know, like yeah. the Natural Born Thrillers, like all those dudes just yeah. ran together. I remember back then I was like, I can't tell one from the other, <laughs> you yeah. know, but I just did, had a hard time giving Russo the benefit of the doubt. Um, but he did fact a lot of people on TV, and I'm just thinking like, AEW man, they need to go back to. Like even the factions are kind of loose. Like the firm, do are they even the firm anymore? Do they yeah. have the ass boys? I yeah, don't know. I know. I know. Um, I mean, going back to Russo's booking in WWE, I mean, in the Attitude Era, a lot of it was not good. But seemingly, the attitude is where he gets made people involved. We can, and we want to try to find stories for everybody. Yeah, good or bad, people were involved on a more regular basis. At least that's my mm. memory of it. But that could, you know. My memory's garbage, so who knows? Yeah. So uh, people are talking about uh, some Bray Wyatt thing <laughs> in, in our chat. Yeah. Tell you what, we'll talk about that. Uh, we'll talk about that on Friendo Club Wrestling because what is he? He's like didn't show up at a, like a Madison. So Square I've Garden. heard that it was a, it was that, or he was pulled from it, or he was injured. So that I, I I don't know what the full story is. So I don't know. I don't know what the story is. All right. Uh, yeah. So we'll uh we'll we'll keep an eye on that. We'll keep an eye on that. I guess we'll probably know more. Well, maybe tonight. I know they they they're sort of been building it on both shows to a degree. The Bray Wyatt, uh, Bobby Lashley stuff. Yeah, yeah. So all I know, he was scheduled for a Madison Square Garden house show over the weekend, mm-hmm. and for whatever reason, wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's take a quick look here. So wrestling observer radio, this is cultaholic wrestling observer radio. Dave Meltzer said, no, Braun Strowman replaced him. They had the MSG show and I do not know more about it other than he wasn't there. Wasn't on SmackDown either. And then I guess there was like another rumor out there, but maybe the source wasn't all that terribly reliable, but yeah, 
I don't know we'll, either. We'll I mean, apparently out. there was a, a news that he was dealing with an, a finger injury or something like that recently. Mm-hmm. It could be much ado about nothing. It could have been, well, your, your injury is not healed. Let's not have you wrestle. He hasn't been on mm-hmm. TV much of late. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so who knows? <laughs> yeah. I mean, the Bobby Lashley stuff, I just don't know. I think I think if you know there there definitely could be some interesting stuff there, but it's just sort of I, I get the feeling that it's just inevitably would be just a weird, yeah. like one of those you know maybe the Orton Bray thing, the actual Mania match just wouldn't be all that mm-hmm. wouldn't be all that satisfying. No, no, boy, you know for for having such an amazing you know return with the QR code stuff and how elaborate that was. And then to show up and really kind of do not a whole lot of anything that felt focused or with direction. Yep. Um, I mean, the best thing he's done since he's come back is had L.A. Knight slap him twice in the two-for-one special. I know. I know. Who'd have yeah. thought that? Damn it. That was so funny. That was. That was, that was so great. Good. That was yeah. great. Um, let's pivot to SmackDown. So uh, now that Jay Uso is back in the bloodline fold, to a degree at least, um, he got opportunity to explain his actions uh, in terms of uh, betraying Sami Zayn as it was framed on the show. And it was pretty much like we thought it was going to be. It, mm-hmm. He saw that uh, Jimmy was in danger of, of getting wrecked by Roman. Mm-hmm. And so he came back um, and got rid of the Sami Zayn problem to save mm-hmm. his brother. And yeah. he says in his promo at the end of the show, I didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm, yeah. I didn't want to do it, but I had no other choice. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Jay's performance here was as as it has been is fantastic. And and at if this bloodline story is anybody's any one person's story, it's Jay's story. Mm-hmm, yeah. It's, yeah, it's it's him finding a way if he can to rebuild himself mm-hmm. because right now he is an emotional wreck. Mm-hmm. And has been for the better part of two and a half years. Ever since he crossed paths with Roman when we got Tribal Chief Roman when he came back. Mm-hmm. Ever since Roman manipulated him and broke him down. He has been an absolute wreck. And he it, it, it's, it's been a, a fantastic and, and fascinating journey to go with Jay as he wrestles with that. As as he comes to grip with how broken he is. and And him trying to find ways, if he even can to rebuild himself. Um, uh, uh, right now, if anybody in the story, I'm rooting for Jay the most to find that redemption because he has been through, as he said in the promo, we don't know what he's been through. Yeah, He's been through, this character has been through a lot. His opening up to the crowd and really giving them the static, what would you do? What would you do? Was great. It, that, that was really yeah. awesome stuff. I, I'm, I I guess I was expecting Roman to be there on SmackDown. I think he was advertised. I think he was too. I mean, it felt like that was going to be a story beat where Roman was going to be there. Yeah. I'm I'm kind of fascinated to see what Jay does with Roman because there's a bit of a fire there now. You know, he's he's a bit more decisive with his words, with his actions that time he took to sort of just survey the scene and, and try and try to get some sort of understanding um, is going to lead us to what should be. They, they cannot, they cannot fumble the ball on Jay's next encounter with Roman. Um, and I wonder if maybe 
they wanted to sort of drag this out a little bit more. I mean, maybe it's Roman. I, I have no idea why Roman wasn't there. Yeah, I don't know. But either. if it if it's a, if it's a storyline, I mean, look, you'd think that you would think that maybe it's a situation where they're trying to manage whatever appearances Roman's contractually obligated to. They're trying, and they understand that Jay being there, the bloodline's the draw. That's the, the story is the draw. I yep. have no idea. The SmackDown ratings probably come out like in a half hour or something like that. Yeah, but um. But I'm curious to see what the, what the ratings are because Jay coming back and saying, "Hey, you know, this is the deal. Uh, I had to save my brother. He's family. What would you do?" I thought was a really cool moment, and now I just want to see how he's going. If he has rounded that corner where he's gonna, he's not gonna put up with with Roman. Yeah. But this is a big confrontation for him. Yeah. And how is that gonna play out? You know, with Sammy, with Kevin Owens, with the tag titles. I mean, clearly Cody's got his hand in all this, yeah. you know, meddling around yeah. to try to mess with Roman. Um, but uh, but I don't know. I think that Jay's, Jay, you know, this it, it would have made for a great uh, from everything from Jay's point of view. Is just is just a compelling story. It, it really, really is. is. Like if, really if you're is. looking at this like as like a Scorsese flick mm-hmm. with Jay in the De Niro role or whatever, or the, or Jay know, like Leo, the Ray Liotta role in Goodfellas. That, you know? In Goodfellas, yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um. But uh. But yeah, I don't know. That, that's a, it's it's really interesting stuff. It is. It is interesting to see next time Roman's on the show if Jay is going to step up to him and and and. We've seen little bits of defiance here and there from Jay. Remember back when, when you know he 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 had that outburst saying, "I don't give a damn what the tribal chief thinks." Mm-hmm. We've seen it. You know, mm-hmm. it's been boiling in him for a while. Is he going to step mm-hmm. up to Roman and be like, "This is it. Well, I'll, I'll get you. We'll get through WrestleMania. I'm done." Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to be something like that. Is he going to try to make a stand only for Roman to manipulate him yet again? Mm-hmm. Um, but at a certain point between now and WrestleMania, Jay has got to ha- be at his breaking point, and Jay has to be the one that costs Roman that title. It has to be Jay. It has to be Jay. Jay has to be the 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 instigator to the 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 fall of the bloodline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. For him, store for his story to start become or come full circle. I think you know if it is going to be interesting to see what if Roman puts Jay in a situation when it comes to WrestleMania and you know the uh, and, and the tag titles. I mean, they, he's he's got to lose those. To realize this isn't worth it anymore, mm-hmm. and then the next night, that's when it happens. That's when mm-hmm. it goes down. I mean, they have they have they have the potential here to tell a pretty compelling two night story when it comes to the bloodline. Mm-hmm. First with Sammy and Kevin Owens, <laughs> and then with uh, with Roman Reigns and, and Cody, and and how Roman ends up losing those titles if that's how it's going to go down. Um, which I think it should. I mean, this whole thing has to blow up on the biggest stage of yeah, them all. It has to. It absolutely has mm-hmm. to. Um, and it's interesting to see, it's going to be interesting interesting to see. Part of me was hoping on SmackDown that after Jay, you know, had his promo, um, that we wouldn't pivot to Cody right away, which is what Jimmy did. Mm-hmm. That Sammy would come out either on SmackDown or tonight on Raw, and 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 start to process all of this, you know, rather than jump the gun and just lash out, mm-hmm. because. As as Jimmy said, as Jay said, it's not like Sammy is completely innocent in terms of how all this is playing out. You know, yeah, Sammy no, absolutely. Ba- Sammy bears some culpability in all of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, whether his you know his decision to to strike Roman with the chair is justified, but that's 
that's a domino effect that's led to all this. And Sammy kind of made a, a, a tactical error, I felt like, when he comes out and says, bloodline must fall, bloodline must crumble. Well, that implicates Jay and Jimmy too. So he's they're going to feel his family. He's talking they're about his family. Feel, I, they're they're going to feel threatened by that statement, as opposed to "I need to take out, take down Roman." Mm, yeah. If he had said, "I need to take down Roman," well, at least Jay, subconsciously, he's going to be on board with that. Yeah, it feels like Sammy's acknowledgement of Jay when he said, "I acknowledge you," kind of comes off as lip service because yeah. the next thing he says is, "The bloodline has to fall," and it's like. He's talking to, you know, th- two two fifths of the bloodline. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And uh or half of the bloodline, because you just consider Roman and, and Solo Sokoa. Um and so, yeah, no, I mean, if you look at it from Jay's point of view, Sammy's this dude who showed up, you know, weaseled his way in, fucked up everything, as opposed and 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 it could it could be conceived of as manipulative anyways, because he's the guy, you know, basically wrecking jay emotionally who's already fraught and then and then jay embraces him and he does that to roman as opposed to just being like okay i'm at i'm I'm leaving i'm out of here i'm done you guys don't have to worry about me anymore yeah he took he took the selfish route yeah and was praised for it he gets he gets a chance for it i know i know so yeah, Sammy should have fucked off a long time ago. You know, from Jay's point of view, yes, that's that's yes. a valid that's a Absolutely. valid point of Absolutely. view. Why like things were fine? I was fine living with my decision, you know, to to fall in line with Roman. That's what he said in his promo. All he had to do was fall in line, mm-hmm. uh, and and he didn't because it was good enough for him. It was good enough for Jimmy. Why wasn't it good enough for Jay? Well, they were about to murder Kevin Owens. Maybe yeah. Roman shouldn't have done that, but that's yeah. you know for another discussion, I guess. Yeah, totally. Totally. Uh, elsewhere on SmackDown, we got a first uh, uh, announcement for the WWE Hall of Fame this year. Uh, a bit surprising, the first inductee, because I think it's the first time a full-time competitor is going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. It's Rey Mysterio. Mm-hmm. But I like that they're doing it because that means Dom is going to shit all over it because he started on Friday. They're Yo, using the yes. Hall of Fame induction to tell a story. That's pretty wild, isn't it? It's, it's good. not like, yeah, I know. It's awesome. It's like the, you know, they're not just going out finding Dave, uh, uh, Batista, that is finding, yeah. you know, a bunch of people who, you know, the rock or whatever. Um, they're actually using this. And by the way, Ray Mysterio, clearly oh, a hall of fame, absolutely deserving, absolutely a headlining yeah. hall yeah. of famer in yeah. any year. I mean, could have been in any time in the last 15 years, he'd be in there as a headliner. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, I, I think. Do you think do you th- it's still going? Do you think it's still going to be a one-on-one thing? Or are they going to throw this as a tag match, Ray and, and Santos? This this needs to be a, a solo match, right? Ray so. versus Dom. You'd think so. That's got to be. You would think so. Um, yeah, unless yeah, it's Ray and Santos versus Dom and and, and Damian Priest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I you wouldn't. Think, you think, you I, think I the impact think... would be the one-on-one match? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I get the idea right now is that Dom can't really win a match without, you know, Priest basically does all the work for him, and then he yeah. goes in and gets the pin. Yeah. Um, but uh, but no, this has got to be one-on-one. And, uh, and yeah, no, I think it's great. I think Dom is coming alive so, so much, you know. To see him even three months ago versus where he is now, mm-hmm. comes out running down the crowd, telling him to shut up. I mean, I, for me, the high point of Dom was the Charlotte bit. Uh, from a couple yeah. weeks ago or whatever, yeah. 
Yeah, where he's like, you should you should smile more. <laughs> That's just, oh man, you do not tell that to a, to a lady. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, I yeah, I thought this was I thought this was great. It's like you know, use the Hall of Fame to tell your story. It's a fake Hall of Fame, you yeah. know. It's it's yeah. goofiness. So use it to tell stories. I think exactly. it's awesome. Exactly. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice. Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Uh, also, the, the, the first match of the night on SmackDown was this five-way bout determined Gunther's uh, challenger at WrestleMania. Uh, we had a winner. We had two winners, Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. Uh, they each pinned somebody at the same time. I think it was Woods and L.A. Knight. Yeah. Yeah. Both got yeah. pinned at the same time. And so there was some arguing, some disagreement over who was going to face Gunther. Even Gunther's like... I said challenger, not challengers. I loved dereliction of duty. Yeah. <laughs> I um, love that. And so uh, th- th- we're supposed to get a match between Drew and Sheamus next week. Winner of that will face Gunther. We're going to have another wonky finish. It would be a double pin or something like that. They'll hit a Claymore and bro kick at the same time. You know what I love about it, though, is that this has been clear as day from the get-go, and not just because we sort of heard it on the, yeah, you know, yeah. the, the, the dirt sheet the wire or whatever. Wow, yeah. But when that double pin happened, that crowd was loudly chanting triple threat. This yeah. is something that the crowd really wants. Yep. It's and and to get to a place where, you know, it, it's sort of it's out there in the ether. We know it's gonna happen. But to book something and to execute the angle with which it gets there, and the crowd is so far is so behind it. The crowd is into the Intercontinental Championship scene mm-hmm. because of all the great work they've done with Gunther, mm-hmm. because of the relationship that's been built up between Sheamus and Drew, be- 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 between how how powerful those characters have become just from an in-ring perspective, how mm-hmm. you know strongly they're booked. Obviously, they're both former world champions, mm-hmm. but the crowd really wanting to see them mix it up with Gunther just shows that, again, good job on building the story, on building the characters. Yep. Totally, totally. Let's jump into it. Show kicked off with uh, Jimmy and Jay arriving at the arena. Uh, they're greeted by Paul Heyman. Uh, and then Jay walks up to, up to him and he asks, first thing he asks, where's the tribal chief at? And Heyman gives him a hug and says, the tribal chief is so proud of you. And I'm, and he realized that Jay is not reciprocating the hug. Mm-hmm, yeah. He's actually trying to keep a little bit of distance. And so Heyman's like, okay, he releases hug. And says, well, I'm, I'm very proud of you too. And so Jay says, check this out. When you find out where he's at, you tell him I'm here. So then Heyman leaves. Kayla steps in for an interview and asks Jay, can you explain why you turned on Sammy? And Jay says, everything I need to say, I'm going to say in the middle of the ring tonight. 
And Jimmy says, you need to ask Cody while he's all up in bloodline business. And then we get our first match of the night. Yeah, our first match of the night was that fatal five-way to determine the number one contender for the Intercontinental Championship. Drew McIntyre versus Karrion Cross versus Xavier Woods versus Sheamus versus L.A. Knight. Yeah. Uh, and as my, and this is there's a lot of fun, a lot of fun in this match. It ended with uh so how did this go? Uh where are you? So Imperium comes down to the ramp to watch the match as SmackDown rolls on. We come back from commercial. Sheamus goes on a bit of a run, doles out the 10 beats to everybody but Drew. He points to the mania sign, calls for the bro kick on LA Knight. Drew hits LA Knight with a headbutt instead. Drew and Sheamus sort of circle each other. Woods leaps off the top rope. Sheamus pushes Drew out of the way and hits him with a bro kick and sort of out of nowhere in midair. Drew then hits, hits LA Knight. Kick. Sorry, hits Woods with the bro kick. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, he pushed Drew out of the way and hit yeah, Woods with the bro kick as he comes off you know, the, the top rope. I mean, in my notes, um, I meant I should have specified Drew, not Woods, because it could be potentially be confusing. That's what I just wanted to point that out. Yeah. Anyways, continue. Sorry. Drew hits LA Knight with the Claymore. They both look at each other really quick and go for pins on each of the guys that they just laid out. Two refs in there. One, two, three, in perfect unison. Both those refs lift up the arms of Drew and Sheamus. And then Drew and Sheamus go to the other refs, you know, respectively, and are pleading their case like, it's me. I raise my hand. Yeah. And then they start arguing. Uh, uh, Drew and Sheamus start arguing in the middle of the ring. Crowd is chanting triple threat. I thought it was a really well-booked, well-booked bit there. Yeah. And they, they, they did a, 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 at least a decent job of justifying the second ref because at one point, the primary ref, which I believe was Jessica Carr, was, yeah. uh, was counting a pinfall. And right after that happened, another pinfall happened, and the second ref slid into the ring and counted. So it wasn't like the right. second ref came in out of nowhere. So at right, least they, right, right. Yeah. They justified all that earlier mm-hmm. in the bout. So it wasn't mm-hmm. completely arbitrary at the end. Uh, then we got a Paul Heyman interview. And Kayla asked him if he has any insight into why Jay did what he did. But Heyman seems distracted. Mm-hmm. He's, he literally says, oh, sorry, I, I wasn't paying attention. Mm-hmm. And he just says, Cody Rhodes is too much, isn't he? I agree with Paul Heyman here. <laughs> he says, I mean, we get all this criticism for invoking the names uh, of members of his family. And what did Cody Rhodes do Monday? He got involved in bloodline business and bloodline business is family. And maybe that's his counterattack. You know, for almost a thousand days, Roman has been champion. Every time a new challenger comes along, the tribal chief comes to his wise man and asks, how do we deal with this challenger? Do we do it like gangsters? Do we lie and manipulate? This one is my favorite. And get inside their head so that by the time they step into the ring, uh, they're absolutely defeated. Uh, or do we go, do we do it with the truth? Because the truth is that Roman Reigns is the goat. Paul Heyman is the goat. The Usos are the goats. And when we are aligned together, the bloodline cannot be stopped. Cody is stylistically a nightmare for us. He's the one guy I never wanted to see across the ring for Roman. I went to my tribal chief and I said, what do we do? Gangster? Truth? And in his infinite wisdom, the tribal chief said to me, wise man, the most gangster thing we can do to Cody is to smash him with the truth. Because the truth for Cody is in his past that he couldn't control. That will put such emotional baggage on Cody that he never knew existed. That, but by the time he walks into the ring at WrestleMania, he'll already be a defeated opponent. Then the only story left for Cody to tell will be the, uh, when he takes his shoulders off the mat after being defeated by Roman Reigns and has to pick in time and place that he truthfully acknowledges his tribal chief, Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, we had uh, Drew and Sheamus arguing backstage uh, about who really won. Butch and Ridge Holland run in. They escort Sheamus away. 
after that, we are uh, uh, we're told that Rey Mysterio has been announced for the Hall of Fame, and then we get a Rey Mysterio promo. He's immediately <laughs> interrupted by Dom with the rest of Judgment Day, and Dom says, "How pathetic! WWE's really going to induct a washed-up old man in the Hall of Fame." How many birthdays? How many Christmases? How many Thanksgiving? How many how many Thanksgivings? How many soccer games did you miss, huh? All to make this Hall of Fame career. And then Dom and the Judgment Day get in the ring. Dom continues, you know what? Mommy was right. I'm ashamed to be your son. Legato. Santos Escobar and his crew come down to the ring. He says uh, to Dom, you know, your father may have let go of what you did last week, but I haven't. Legato del Fantasma and Judgment Day are supposed to have a match tonight. How about later on tonight? How about we have it right now instead? So a ref comes down and we get that match. But I love and it's you know what's great about that too is that commentary during this match. Uh, Michael Cole was giving Dom all sorts of shit, saying yeah. you know this this kid's a punk, he's a liar, and 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 Wade Barrett's like no, you know he's he's a he's a front row witness to. Ray Mysterio's career and life as a dad. If we're supposed to take anybody's word of this, it's Dom's. And that's such a, a great point. Look at what Dom has turned into. Yeah. And it's nobody's fault but Ray Mysterio's. Yeah. Yeah. And he also, I think he also threw in a line about, I wish I was Eddie's son, mm-hmm. which was awesome. That's, that's later on. That's after the match. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. So, uh, Priest helps Dom get the win here. Uh, there's this great sequence where uh, Finn tags in Dom. Uh, he tries to keep Santos from tagging out. Anyways, uh, Cruz del Toro gets the hot tag. He goes on a run. Santos and Wild hit Finn and Dom with suicide dives. And Zelina's looking to hit Rhea with a Hurricane Rana off the steps. She blocks it and ends up like in powerbomb position, throwing Zelina at Santos and Joaquin Wild. And then Ray steps up to Rhea. Dom hits him with a sliding drop kick. So back in the ring, Cruz rolls up Dom. Well, Ray is trying to get in the ring, and it distracts the ref. So the ref's mm-hmm. holding him back to keep him out of the ring. Priest comes in, boots Cruz. Mm-hmm. Dom covers him to get the win. Yeah. So then afterwards, Dom drops a promo. He tells the crowd to shut up, says to Ray, I want to have a man-to-man with you. I want to have a heart-to-heart. So why don't you talk to Judgment Day? Why don't you guys get out of the ring? I got this. So Judgment Day leaves. And Dom says, I just want to talk. Ray gets in the ring. As the crowd chants, you suck to Dom. Dom says, uh, tells Ray, the one thing I don't understand is why Dubby is inducting you into the Hall of Fame when the only Hall of Fame you deserve to be in is the deadbeat dad Hall of Fame. Because at the end of the day, I should have been Eddie's son. Oh. And he tosses down the mic. And uh, and Ray says, you take that back. And Dom says, no. And Pie faces him. <laughs> throws his gum at him. Yeah. And he tries to forearm Ray. Ray ducks. And then Dom goes flying out of the ring. And Ray's, he insists, I'm not going to fight you, Dom. I'm not going to do it. Oh, this is going to be so good when he finally beats his child. It could be the loudest pop of WrestleMania when, yes, when, when Rey Mysterio <laughs> punches his son. <laughs> it's, you know, man, whenever we, whenever we talk so glowingly about the bloodline stuff, I, I, I every once in a while I'll see like comments or, or whatever on Twitter. Bloodline's the only thing they got. Bloodline's the only thing they got. And it's not. <laughs> like WWE, they've got some good stuff right now. And this yeah. is this is one of my every time, dude, I never thought in a million, I never would have said this on our year-end predictions that I would pop more than most people for Dom. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the, when Dom shows up, I'm like, oh man, I can't wait for, to see what this kid's gonna say. Yeah. It's so damn impressive how far yeah. he's come. It's so much fun. 
I mean, it's 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 near miraculous to see how far Judgment Day has come from their origins with Edge. Yeah, to what they're doing now, it is night and day. And the crowd's starting to pop for Judgment Day, man. Like yep. their, their music hits, and they're into it. You could yep. you could see it like the, on Friday. Like they show up, and they're on every episode. They're on Raw and SmackDown. Yeah. They're anchoring both shows. Yep. Yeah, yep. it's it's good stuff. You see more and more people. I saw like people in the front row wearing like purple bandanas and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's good they're stuff. They're getting over. Yeah, they're dude. getting over. Uh, so Adam Pierce walks into his office, and Charlotte's there waiting for him. And she and all says, blue. Oh, all yeah, blue, even like blue gloves. Blue gloves too, yeah. Yeah. Uh, she says, rough day at work, or are you just not happy to see me? And Pierce says, you know, I'm always happy to see you. What's up? And so Charlotte says, WrestleMania season, I want a match, and I want to have a match tonight. And Pierce says, okay, let me see if I can find a suitable opponent. And then Pierce or Charlotte says, thank you. It tells Pierce, hang in there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Maggie has this here, this tweet from Raj Geary, and I just want to double check something here. Says, okay, so Raj Geary tweets out this. Yeah. According to Ryan Frederick of the Wrestling Observer, mm. Bray Wyatt is out indefinitely and will not be having a match at WrestleMania due to creative issues. Bray did post a cryptic tweet recently suggesting he wasn't happy with creative. Now, that could very well be true. Could. But but the source of that rumor, Ryan Frederick, has not had the best track record. No. Kind of what we do is like keep tabs on who says things that pan out. And who says things that don't pan out? Yes, not the uh, best track record uh, right so, there. But uh, most recently, Ryan Frederick was the one who said that CM Punk convinced Tony Khan to put the belt on him by beating Hangman and not Hangman going over. Yeah, and yeah. they rewrote TV on on the a porch or something like that. Right. Yeah. So. So and there's been other instances where it's been like mm, I don't know about yeah. that. But I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't literally know the guy's track record. There's been a couple times when it's like, well, I don't know about that. Yeah. I don't want to dump on anybody. I really don't. I'm just saying, like, this could entirely, this could be true. It could. For us, it's let's see how it plays out. I want to yes. see like more information about exactly. that, and then we'll see. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think even Dave Meltzer himself, like, walked back something that Ryan Frederick had said. It was, was, the, was the, it the punk, the punk thing. The punk uh, okay. Tony Khan thing. It was that punk was always tabbed to win the belt at double or nothing. Okay. okay. That's what Melser says in the subsequent wrestling observer newsletter. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Uh, after that, we had uh, Braun Strowman and Ricochet versus the Viking Raiders. <laughs> I think as you had predicted on Friday, Ricochet was the man to take the pin here against the, uh, the Viking Raiders. Uh, so Ricochet hits a springboard moonsault on Eric. Braun gets back on the apron after being taken off. Uh, Ricochet tags him in. Braun wrecks the Viking Raiders, calls for the Strowman Express, choo-choo. Tags in. Ricochet drops Ivar. Valhalla then pulls Eric out of the way. Braun goes tumbling over the announce table, so he's out of the match. Mm-hmm. Ricochet hits Eric with a suicide dive, gets back in the ring, goes for a 450 on Ivar, but Ivar evades. Hits a spinning heel kick, follows with a top rope splash to get the win for the Viking Raiders. Hey, where do you see Braun Strowman and Ricochet going? I mean, are they they they've already? I mean, they had like matches as part of I think the turn wasn't like as part of the tournament. They had yeah, like the matches. title tournament. Yeah, that's right. And then Braun was like, "Hey, good, you know, good job on you." And then they got together. Yeah, like are they just? I assume that they're just going to sort of mill about past Mania. They're probably not going to make the Mania card, right? No, at this at this point, no, no, not going to happen. Yeah, if there's no battle royal, then basically no. 
Not going to mm-hmm. happen. No, mm-hmm. no, none. Yeah. No, not going to happen. Nope. Uh, then an Imperium backstage with Adam Pierce, Gunther. Says to Adam Pierce, you had one task to identify oh, my next this. challenger for the Intercontinental title. Challenger is singular. Challengers plural. So look He's, at you. He, well, he even says, he even says, English is not my first language, but even I know. Plural. Yeah. Singular. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> so he says, look at you. You've lost all your authority. This dereliction of duty will not be tolerated. And Pierce says, all right. Can we all just take a breath? I have a solution if you hear me out. And he announces next week, Drew versus Sheamus. Winner faces Gunther at Mania. And Gunther just says, I'll be watching. Ooh, he's going to be steamed when that ends up in a wonky finish, man. You got that right. He is going to be steamed. Oh, I love this. Dereliction of duty. Oh, not so to good. be tolerated. <laughs> so good. I fucking love it. Do you know if, if you go back and watch this and look at, uh, at uh, Marcel Bartel, Ludwig Kaiser, while Pierce is talking, he does this. <laughs> like oh that's an interesting idea it's pretty he's funny. got the he's got the best face man yeah yeah pierce just gets you know i'm glad that they sort of because remember when triple h first took over, took over pierce wasn't really all that much on tv he was sort of yeah. i love how involved he is he's they've nailed his character pretty they well they really have they really have yeah and it's honestly it's it's not unlike regal and nxt mm-hmm. it's his facilitator and you know level head for people to go a guy that you know makes the matches and and, yeah. and, and gets stuff done yeah uh, then we had Charlotte versus Shotzi. Uh, Charlotte gets the win here. Easy um, day at the office for the champ. Yeah. Uh, with the spear, then locks on the figure eight. Uh, Rhea uh, made her way out like about halfway through the bout. She gets in the ring. Uh, Charlotte asks, what are you going to say, kid? And Rhea says, watching you tonight just reminded me why I chose you after I won the Royal Rumble. But, you know, you can wipe that smug look off your face because when I look into your eyes, I not only see acceptance, I see all your insecurities. So at Mania, I'm going to take the one thing that makes you feel so important when I become the SmackDown Women's Champion. Charlotte tells Rhea to hush. Hush your mouth. You're improving of something you're so proud of, but I have improved every single day of my life. Some people love me for it. Others react negatively, but it's a fact. I want it more. I will work at, outwork anyone. Oh, She's paying attention to Christian there because Maybe. I take this business seriously. You're Rhea Bloody Ripley, and that means you'll rip apart anybody who stands your way except for me. Mm. Worked everyone. That's going to be her next thing. Uh, after that, we had uh, an Usos promo. Uh, this is the main event segment. Uh, so Jimmy comes out, says Pittsburgh Bloodlines back together. Bloodlines now in your city. Jay gets the mic. He says, so the big question of the night of the whole week, he's cut off there because the crowd starts chanting for Sammy. And Jay says, yeah, yeah, yeah. They'd be like, Jay, why'd you do it? Why'd you do it? Why'd you betray Sammy Zane like that? Switch roles real quick. Step in my shoes, Oose. Let me ask you all a question. What would you have done? What would you do? Check it out. One of your family members' cars break down. You're going to give them a ride, right? If they're hungry, you might go grocery shopping for them, right? Their lights get turned off. You're going to pay their light bill. You'll do anything for your family. What would you do? You want to know why I did it? Because I had to. I had to. I didn't want to do it. I had no choice. I never had a choice because he's my blood. He's my twin. He's my brother. He's my family. Not you. Talking about the crowd, but also obviously Sammy. Mm-hmm. He says, uh, oh, no, so he's not you talking about Sammy. But then he says, neither are any of you. You want to blame me? Y'all don't know what I go through. You sit in the stands. You sit in your living room every week. Oh, they're great. You don't know what I'm going through here. He says, There's one person that I blame. Crowd starts chanting, Sammy's family, Sammy's family. 
Jay says, there's one person I blame, and that's you, Sami Zayn. You're about to let my brother get clipped. What was I supposed to do? You know what your problem is, Sammy? Jimmy said it already. Tribal Chief said it already, Sammy. You're selfish. All you had to do was fall in line, but you don't know anything about that because your ass ain't blood and never will be. So Jimmy picks up the stick and says, now that we got rid of the Sammy Zane problem, there's only one more problem to get rid of. His name is Cody Rhodes. Cody, what's your issue? What's wrong with you? And then Cody's entire entrance goes down. <laughs> he even pyro, seemed to be a bit impatient song. by it. He's like, I kn- this, we need urgency in this segment. Come on, yeah, let's go. He was let's like, let's, can, can he, we get like this? Oh, oh. it's like, come on, fade out the music. Cut it. I need to yeah, say something. Finally, they do. Yeah. Uh, so he says, I keep hearing my name, but if you're going to talk about me, why not talk to me? Mm. And he says every word, like every word has the utmost gravitas. That's like his promo style these days. Mm-hmm. You say that you answer to Roman Reigns. I don't. I answer to them. And he's talking about the fans. Yeah. And it sounds like they don't want to hear us talk. They'd rather see us fight. So Jimmy says, you take one more step in here. You're not going to make it to WrestleMania because we're going to put you on the shelf like we did Sami Zayn. So Cody's taking off his coat, taking off his tie. And then Sammy slides in the ring and goes after Jay. Well, Cody hits the ring. Cody and Sammy clear the Usos out of the ring. And, and Sammy starts brawling with Jimmy near the announce table. Cody and Jay brawl into the crowd. Eventually, Jimmy and Sammy work the way of the crowd. They all come back down the ringside. Uh, 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 Cody and Sammy bring the Usos in the ring only to close the light and them out of the ring again. Yeah. And so they, they clear out the ring. Cody raises Sammy's uh, hand as the rest come out to make sure everybody stays separated. Zondo has an absolutely perfect Cody job to that shirt too. He could not get the sleeves off the shirt because he took off his dress shirt. And he was trying to get the, he was trying to get the sleeves yeah. off him and Luger. Oh, yeah. one against shirt, huh? Yeah. And so, like, they cut away to, like, whatever else is going on. I think Sammy and whoever, uh, Jimmy or whatever. And they come back to Cody, and he still had one of the sleeves on when he was out there. And then apparently somebody caught this on the on the, on the fan cam. Uh, they, uh, he threw a drink at Jay or Jimmy. I forget which one uh-huh. as well while they were brawling. Yeah, oh, wow. but yeah, it was a beer. There you go. At Jimmy. So, uh, so yeah, no, good stuff. So, um, just to preview a little bit before we dive into our AW Rampage. You've got, from what I understand, some very strong thoughts and opinions on the use of Cody Rhodes that we're going to get to tomorrow because well, you want a sample size of Raw tonight, or you want some additional. I have, I have, I have, a, I have a concern. Well, I've had a concern about co- getting Cody too involved in the Sammy and Kevin Owens stuff, and I didn't right. exactly, I couldn't get to the the root of it or how to necessarily articulate it. Then after mm. watching SmackDown, it occurred to me, but I want to see what happens on Raw first. So I'm just not throwing stuff out there that's 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 not going to actually happen. I love it. Here, so, going in raw, our opinions are doled out with consideration, and and thought, and filter. Like I said, I actually wrote something down on my phone for like the first time ever. I've never done that for anything on this show. That, there you go. See, that's what we do here at Going in Raw. Nothing off the cuff. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, essentially, my my thoughts are: watch the Faith of Revolution ladder match. But <laughs> Cody was it. I mean, I'll be to me like you say that, and I'm like, oh, so you're talking about the best match in AEW history? Mm-mm. All right, mm-hmm. uh, AEW Rampage. We were there. It was all yeah, out we of order. There. It's weird. Sammy Guevara versus An- Action Andrade. Uh, that match uh, was that the was last the main event one. when we were there, but it was the first one on the show. <laughs> it was the last one of the tapings. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was the first. But then it's funny because like they do it, la- and they're like they ran the Rampage intro. B- b- like right before the match, and we were yep. like, "Why do they do that?" And then it clicked. Yep. Oh, oh, this out of order. 
shooting out of order. Yeah. Hey, shoot and shoot and shoot and worry about it later, Steve. Yeah. But the main event uh, was uh, what was the actual main event for the for the episode was Nyla Rose versus Rio. That was the second match. That was the second match. Because the first was the acclaimed taking on uh, Starboy, uh, Charlie, Charlie, and uh, Jack Cartwheel. Jack Cartwheel. Yeah. Yeah. Who's awesome. Jack Cartwheel's great. Yeah. He's great. He does a lot of cartwheels. Yeah. Uh yeah, so you watched this back on the broadcast, uh huh. Just so I what, get the promos in. What was your? What, were there any interesting takeaways besides the match order being there live versus the broadcast? So, in terms of story beats, the one thing that probably the most important thing that uh, didn't occur live was that Swerve had a promo, and uh, Keith Lee has apparently taken out both Trench and Parker, so maybe. Mogul Affiliates is getting some new affiliates. Ah, okay. Some I mean, better maybe affiliates, after the match I hope. Where Parker uh, showed that he needs a bit more uh, time training in the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, like, heck, Trench hasn't wrestled on TV. We don't know where he's at in terms of his development. Yeah. And maybe they wisely realized, okay, if, we, if this faction is to be taken seriously as a legitimate threat, like Swerve's great. We love Swerve. Swerve is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's phenomenal. He should be he should be one of the top heels, if not the top heel in all of AEW within six six months. Absolutely, yeah. he's fantastic. Well, he sh- uh, you should have said like he already should have been one of. The I mean, top he already heels. should be. Yes. Yeah. Um, but without a doubt, within months, if not weeks, he should be top heel. Um, but if, for him, for his faction to be taken seriously, he needs wrestlers who can be taken seriously as legitimate threats. And mm-hmm. Parker, really, the only threat he is in the ring is is maybe hurt somebody. It <laughs> has a shoot. It's like yes, not as not as actually hurt somebody because yeah. it, it was a little rough around the edges watching that match. By the way, hold on, I want to pause real quick. Lesia Harding here in YouTube just gifted five memberships. Oh, thank you so on much on the channel. Thank you so much, Lesia. We awesome. really appreciate thank it. You, this thank like you, thank this you. is multiple times now that Lesia has gifted a bunch of memberships. Thank you so much for that. Appreciate it. Um, so I, I, I want to bring this up about the match order. Because I'm trying to piece this together. And I know it's sort of semi-tongue-in-cheek, but also probably not. Mr. Dope says, the match order is to make it seem like people stayed. What's funny about that is that as soon as Dynamite ends and Rampage started, people were walking out. Yeah, there was. It wasn't It wasn't like a ton of people, but it was a noticeable amount of people. But here's the thing. As Rampage goes on, more and more people are leaving. Right. So if you open with the last match. Oh, so if you open with the last match, it's going to look like they went to concessions and then came back for the main event. So you might be right. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, uh, it is. It is kind of funny, though, like like front row, like the, the, the floor basically stays put. Not a lot of people there left. But beyond that, like yeah, a lot. Yeah. Of, and maybe people were going to concessions or trying to get some food. I know maybe we, we should have. I yeah. know I'm, I I don't regret much in life, but I regret that. Um, um, I'll get this in real quick. Sean Ross Sapp just had a tweet here. It says, rumors out there right now are nothing resembling what our uh, Bray Riot report will be. Mm-hmm. Mm. So. Yeah, I should have got chicken tendies and fries. So Damn. he says, and a different tweet, Sean here says, Bray is out of action with an undisclosed physical issue. Okay. All right. That's the, that's, Sean gets a lot right. Yes. Like a lot, right? Yes. So there yep. you go. Yep. Uh, yeah. Do you want to just jump into this? Yeah, let's jump into we it. Have, so, we have to spend a ton of time. Uh, first match, Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara. Versus Action Andretti. 
Uh, Jericho Appreciation Society is about one thing. And what is that, Steve? Entertaining. Well, that and systematic cheating. That happens here, too. <laughs> Action Andretti puts Sammy Kavar through the timekeeper table. Puts him back in the ring. Goes up top. So the ref's checking on Sammy. And Sammy's kind of like, no, check on me, ref. And so... So Daniel Garcia comes ringside, pushes Andrade off the top rope. Sammy hits him with the GTH to get the win. Sammy Guevara. Yeah. Uh, after that, we had a Darby Allen promo. I didn't watch this, but can I please read the Darby Allen promo? By all means. Was this in black and white or was it like a No, 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 thing? it wasn't. It was just a pretty straightforward promo. There was some, some cutting, but not a ton. I am me seven days a week, and that's all I wanted to be me. What's the point of becoming world champion or having all these accolades if at the end of the day – you're really, you're just not really you. I guess my problem is that I'm just a little too real, a little too crazy. I said I want to go out and blaze of glory, and I meant every single word of that. There are a few things I want to accomplish before my time in AEW. He's like 23. What is he talking about? My time in AEW is done. He says maybe, maybe next week I'll make that a little bit more clear. Darby, you're not. Did he? Was he reading a promo meant for Sting? Because that's what this sounds like. So I saw a lot of speculation after Rampage aired that they're going to do some sort of pillars four-way match for the title at some point. Mm. A lot of people were talking about it. If you look at the what the order of the show, Sammy, Darby, Jungle Boy, they all open Rampage. Okay, all right, all right. So I think that's probably why. That's cool, right on. Because, um, yeah, after that, we had Jungle Boy promo. He says the final burial was the end of a personal rivalry that turned my life upside down. Obviously, it took a lot out of me physically. What I felt most was the weight of the decision to not only close that casket, but that chapter of my life. Every chapter has to come to an end at some point. And Christian, I'll see you in the next life. If you learned, if I learned anything from you, it's how to pick your shot. And that's exactly what I'm going to do because momentum is hard to come by and even easier to lose. And I'll be damned if everything that I did was for nothing. Every man with a title belt around your waist, I'm watching you very closely and I'll be seeing one of you very soon. Mm. So that's two of the four pillars back to back talking about Gold championship right, with Darby right. specifically mentioned the AEW title. So I mean, again, I'm not taking credit for this theory. It's, this is something I saw on Twitter, but you know, from a bunch of different people. So I like it. I like evidence it. is potentially there. That'd be cool. That'd be pretty cool. Well, what's coming up? Well, Double or Nothing's like two months away. We're yeah, like probably like a theme dynamite in April. Could or something be. Like that. Yeah, could be. Yeah. Uh, after that, there is a powerhouse Hobbs promo. By the way, our AEW experience vlog. Yeah is up right now at Friendo Club Wrestling. It's our other channel where we do shorter things. Uh, he says, it's already been written. It's been said. It's been done. The next chapter in the Book of Hobbs is the TNT Championship. And then QT pipes in and says, that's right. I told you my word is my bond. Next week on AEW Dynamite, the premiere of QTV, where we're going to give you the scoop of really who broke into, who really broke into Wardlow's car. So was this as, was this as lame as like the, the words are here? Because I didn't watch this either. Like, should Hobbs have just, like, thrown QT through, like, a wall or something? Ideally. Yeah, right. Yeah. I don't want to see Hobbs on some cheesy-ass QTV thing. Is it, like, is it supposed to be, like, a like a um, TMZ type thing? I think so. I think it's supposed to be kind of like that, but maybe making fun of dirt sheets. That's the fucking... And, and I'm not saying this just because, like, I think in some way, shape, or form we can be considered dirt sheet tangent. But that's, I don't want to see that shit. Anyways, uh, after that, I did see this the acclaim versus Starboy Charlie and Jack, and Jack Cartwheel. They should have let Jack Cartwheel get more cartwheels in. Yeah. This is a really quick match. Uh, the acclaimed win after the arrival and a mic drop. 2.0 walk to the ramp, offering the acclaimed 
a Jericho Appreciation Society t-shirt. They had one shirt for three people, though. They're all supposed to fit in that one shirt. Well, at this point, do you think that the uh, Billy Gunn could probably, is probably is like two people. He's, yeah. he, I, I Massive. never, yeah. Massive. Um, I wonder if at this point the t-shirt recruitment is like you can use a single t-shirt because it's the universal language of join our faction. It is, but but the acceptance of that invitation is putting the shirt on. Yeah, but I, you have to assume that they've got a couple more shirts at the ready, but it's like, they, you, what are they going to, holding three t-shirts up at the same time. Hold on a second. I might have three here, Lars. Well, there's two of them. There's Parker and there's Menard. They can each have a t-shirt. Hey, look at this. There's one for... Yeah, no, but then, okay, so one guy's got to carry two of them? No, one I'm guessing they don't want Billy Gunn. I'm guessing they don't want really want Billy Gunn in. What? That's my guess. That dude was part of the greatest sports entertainment faction of all time, D-Generation X. Look at this. I'm guessing they, they really want the awkward. A little awkward but, here. But you're this. holding two. They'd each have one. Menard, Parker, they each have a shirt. There was yeah, only one, one shirt. one guy's got to have two for Billy Gunn. They don't care about Billy Gunn. They do care about Billy no, Gunn. He's Billy Gunn. They don't care about Billy Gunn. You know what I you know what? You know what Billy Gunn would say to that, Larson? Suck it. Yeah, I know. I don't care. Anyways, they, they had say, uh, suck it. We had a, a Jericho promo next. He says this Wednesday on Dynamite is going to be JAS versus the Elite versus House of Black for the trios titles. It's going to be a night of first. Be the first time Jericho Appreciation Society has ever been in the ring with House of Black. Be the first time in years Jericho and Omega faced off in the ring. Uh, credits Jericho versus Omega at the at a Tokyo Dome for uh, being the genesis of AEW and says also be the first time that Sammy, Danny, and the Ocho become AEW trios champs. I guarantee it. That is right. Uh, after that, we had uh, Preston Vance versus Kanosuke Takeshita. Uh, solid match. Yeah. Uh, Takeshita gets the win here. Uh, he reverses a discus lariat into a backslide to get the win. Don Callis then uh, tries once again to recruit Takeshita on the stage. We already know they filmed a lot of stuff. So Yeah. I don't know if they showed that part on TV because it was a little awkward there live because Takeshita didn't go up the ramp. He went in that walkway between the ramp and the and the guardrail mm. where the crowd is, whereas Callis was on commentary and then walked on the stage. Yeah. So Callis is like, hey, do you want to – Come with me, and Takeshita's like, you know, looking up at him. It's just a little awkward. So I don't know if they showed this on TV. I didn't. Oh, you it. didn't watch this particular spot here. Uh. Uh-uh. Okay. No, that's cool. Look, I already admit I didn't watch any of these promos, so you're not. You um. Know, telling after on that, yourself. we had the swerve promo. He says, maybe I made the mistakes. Maybe I overestimated Keith Lee. The fact that he took out Trench and now Parker, my men, my affiliates, they're on the shelf now. I got to hand it to you, Keith. You were more prepared than I thought. But Swerve has not thrown every bullet in the chamber, and I got something more in store for you, and you're not going to see it coming. I don't lose the war, but you got this battle. Now Swerve's going to turn into a cannibal because everything I see is food. Mm. Keep eyes in the back of your head. Army Hammer is going to join the Mogul oh dear. Affiliates. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> you know it'd be cool? Army Hammer. Shane Taylor. Uh, oh, that'd his be cool. History with Keith Lee. I know they had the the match at one of the Ring of Honor shows, the tag match. Swerve. Oh and, yeah, and that'd Keith be good. Lee against be uh, good. Shane Taylor and oh, what was his first name? Is it JD Griffey? Sounds right. Yeah. Could be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bring Shane Taylor. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd be pretty neat. Yeah. Is he st- is he on the two hour? 
Is he on the, the thick two-hour Ring of Honor broadcast every week? I saw Shane Taylor's name in the 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 spoilers. Spoiler alert. Ah, okay. Lord Corgi says Army Hammer is all elite confirmed. Oh, gosh. Army elite wrestling. <laughs> um, then we had a Mark Briscoe promo. We were there for that because that happened in the ring. Oh, that was cool, man. That Club Heist. He says, I come to you tonight representing the baddest tag team in time and space, them boys, the Briscoe brothers. 13-time Ring of Honor Tag Champs. But here we are. Time to move forward with these titles. So I'm in the back talking to TK, and he asks, what do we do with these titles? I have an idea. And then he announces the Reach for the Sky ladder match to crown new Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions. And he brings out his friends, the Lucha Bros, to be uh, in the, the first team announced for the the thing. Um, let me ask you this. Mm. Uh, if you're Mark Briscoe, do you go, obviously one of the greatest tag teams of all time? Yeah. Do you try? Do you find a partner to try to start a new in the tag division? I don't know. That's tough. It is a tough one. That it is, is a tough one. one. That's tough. I don't know. I think I you know. just go solo. Yeah. He's such a good promo. He's he so really loved. Is. He is so loved. Even before. His brother passed. He was so loved. I mean, I have no idea what Tony Khan would do with him. Uh, probably just bury him in the two-hour Ring of Honor stuff. But, uh, but yeah, man. I, I, dude, he is a face you can't. He's like Kingston. You can't look away from him when he's talking. You put him really, on TV. So you put him on cable TV. So captivating. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. Yeah. Uh, then we have a Stokely. Hook video package recapping uh, everything that's happened leading up to their, I believe it's no DQ uh, bout coming up. Mm-hmm. And then we had our main event, Nyla Rose versus Riho. Yeah. Uh, Riho gets the win here, uh, despite some uh, interference from Marina Shafir. Uh, she uh, yeah. uh, escapes a powerbomb from Nyla, uh, rolls up Nyla to get the win, and afterwards, Nyla and Marina are attacking Riho. Nyla hits Riho with a powerbomb. They leave Outcasts. That's their official name now, Outcast. Mm. Tony Storm, Soraya, and uh, Ruby Soho, they come to the ring and do the, the spray paint thing on Riho. That's a cool name, the Outcasts. It's like Outsiders, but Outcasts. Is there like a punk song? Like a, Oh, I'm sure there is. Punk band with Outcasts in it. Is there a Rancid song with Outcasts in it? Oh, I know. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's a cool name. I like that one. Hopefully uh, they, they got a cool T-shirt. That's what you need. You need the cool logo. You already have the spray paint thing. You know, you do a, a green spray paint logo. Yeah. You know, it's DX don't rip, green. Yeah, with the DX green. Yeah. You come up with a cool, cool logo, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those things, yeah. Uh, we've got two question threads up one for YouTube channel members, one for patrons. Larson, if you want to take the Patreon one, sure I got thing. the YouTube channel membership one here. If you want to get in on the action on asking questions, hit that join button on YouTube or Go to Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Every week we got a bonus episode. Of course, like I said earlier, this week we're going to be talking about either the first Monday Night Raw or the first uh, episode of uh, NXT at Full Sail. Uh, you could vote on that uh, later on today, uh, up for a couple days, and then we're going to need time to actually watch them. But they're only 45 minutes long, so it's great. Exactly. Uh, Zyshawn Moore. Says, as we get closer to WrestleMania, what match do you absolutely, absolutely feel should main event night one of WrestleMania? L.A. Knight versus Uncle Howdy. Done. Can't disagree with that. Boom. Maybe Done. I should main event night two. 
I'd probably actually go with like either Rhea versus Charlotte or Bianca versus Oscar. Oscar's uh, like my favorite, so I'd say Oscar versus Bianca. Depending on how the next couple of weeks play out, you could definitely make the case for the Usos versus Sammy and Kevin Owens. There's a good case for that to be made as well. Yeah. Uh, Chris Stanton here asks: Is Charlotte's current reign as SmackDown Women's Champion the biggest nothing burger in WWE currently? Um, I mean, she's Charlotte, so Charlotte's it, it, current reign. There's star power there. It just from her, you know, she's like baby face now. It just from her from a character perspective. I mean, it doesn't really feel like this been terribly well fleshed out. She doesn't seem, yeah, she doesn't seem to know like exactly what route to go. Yeah, you know, awkwardly telling Adam Pierce. Not, I shouldn't say awkwardly. It just doesn't seem to be in her character to be giving Adam Pierce pep talks. Uh huh. Hang in there. I know. You're Charlotte Flair. Um, Should be wooing in his face. Look, it's a big deal for her to lose that title to Rhea Ripley, and that's why they did it, I think. Um, But, but yeah, it would be nice if there was a little bit more there there, a little bit more meat to it, I guess. Um, But she's a big deal. Like the biggest nothing burger right now, what is the biggest nothing burger right now in WWE? I mean, is, how is it not Uncle Howdy? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it all ended for him when he ran the ropes. Predictably. <laughs> Ultimate taco. <laughs> who do you think who do you think should be Cody's first opponent for the belt? Should he fight two different people for each belt? Yeah, I think he should run himself. They should say, look. You're champion on both brands, but we're splitting the brands. Like, it's a split thing. You're not going to have both titles defended on one show, both titles defended on another show. You got to defend each title on each show, and then he burns out. And it's Finn Balor should be the first guy to take that title off. Here's a hot take for you, Steve. I think Cody should lose at WrestleMania. Uh, it depends on how much more juice they have. In I mean, it would be something else. It'd be something else if Jay and Jimmy lose at Mania. And Jay tries, tries to keep Roman from retaining and doesn't. <laughs> that would be pretty awesome. You know, because then it's the old going. like, what if you try to shoot the devil in the back you and you miss? Yeah, you that's a else, great story. You know what else would be interesting is if Cody just patches things up between because you know this is this is going to happen between Kevin Owens and Sammy enough for them to team together, but they can't get over their differences, so they lose to the Usos. The Usos mm-hmm. win, but then Roman loses to Cody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, like, the Usos are the one with the titles. Roman ain't got shit. Yeah. <laughs> How is wow. he going to be the tribal chief when he hasn't got anything? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So yeah. I'm leaning towards at least if if the Usos retain, Roman loses. If Roman retains, Uso lose. Because mm-hmm. there's there's a lot more interesting story to go on there. I think you're right. I know. I, I absolutely think you're right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, John Hosey says, uh, who should be the first opponent for Powerhouse Hobbs for the TNT title? QT Marshall, and he should annihilate him. Yeah, that's a good idea. We also had a super chat up here from Shiva Jones. Says, would be great to see Cody wedge a divide in the bloodline like he did to the Bullet Club in being the elite differently since he's not in the group. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much what he's trying to do by convincing Sammy and Kevin Owens to work together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right, yeah. Cody is kind of like the face Roman Reigns right now, manipulating people to help him achieve his goals. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Um, Eduardo in a super chat wants to know this is how this is how much we have turnover here and going in raw. New friendo showing up. Didn't even know about the painting we got of us and Sid. He wants to know what the painting is. That's a painting that we got from Paint Your Life. Yes, they sponsored was, the show. They sponsored the show for a few episodes, and part of that is we got a painting and we chose this portrait of us with Sid. We we sat there with Sid for uh, a photo, and then they did a painting of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now yeah. it hangs here in my bedroom. So Sid, right, looks at me. If you look at his eye line, it's it's my bed, which is right over here. Right, exactly. As I sleep. Oh man. Or do other things. Oh, man. No kind of. <laughs> that painting does not come off the wall, though. I'll just say that. Uh, look at you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Clip that shit, man. Clip that shit. Uh, Higgsmeister, Higgsmeister General says, rather than... <laughs> that's, too, ew, that's too much. Rather than <laughs> add a third show, my face is getting red. Would AWB better serve Scrapping Rampage? And then having a two-hour high-quality Saturday night show. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd take high-quality over yeah. not substantial, just... focused on stories. Yes, give us that. That'd be the mm-hmm. ideal. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, let's see here, Antonio Caneo. Why does Cody keep raising Sammy's arm? Why does Cody always be in the middle of everything? That's what he does. Yeah, that's what he does. He give well. It's you know yes. He's, he's, in, he's, the, the idea is that Cody will get over by proxy if he embraces Sami Zayn. Well, no, it it's it's Cody gives the people what they want. They really want Cody and Sami to coexist as best friends because they love them both so much. He's like, well, let's give them what they want here. But from a creative standpoint, they're trying to help Cody get more over by associating him with Sami Zayn. That is Super entirely over. what they're doing. That yes. is entirely what they're doing. Uh, Jeremy Krecklau says, uh, now that we're in Hall of Fame season. When it's time for these people to go in the Hall of Fame, who inducts them when it's their time? Uh, who inducts John Cena? John. You know, it'd be great if it was Brock Lesnar. I was going to say Phil. Oh, shit. Oh, um, it will probably be... Mm. Edge. Seen at Edge like were rivals throughout the year. Yeah, they were rivals. Orton. Yeah, Edge. Orton. Orton. Yeah, Orton too. Orton, yeah. Uh, who inducts Roman Reigns? Usos. Randy Orton. Edge. For sure, Edge there. I'm agreeing with all these. Seth Rollins. It'd be killer if they got mocks. Mm -hmm. It'd be killer if they got mocks. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mox would be something else. Oh, people are saying Becky in chat. That's a good answer. Uh, yeah, Triple H would be. I think Triple H would be the thing for Seth. Yeah. Uh, Chris Jericho. <laughs> I watched a. I watched a clip. I think it's be Shawn Michaels. I watched a clip. Oh, yeah. That'd be good. Of uh, Chris Jericho talking about his match at nineteen with uh, HBK. Was it nineteen? At with yeah, it was nineteen with HBK. Mm-hmm. And how he feels it was the best match on the show. Of course, that was a show where Kurt Angle and Brock Lesnar. Yeah. And yeah. apparently, when somebody had said, had brought up, you know, man, but you know, Brock Lesnar and Chris and, and and Kurt Angle, they had their match at nineteen. You know, that might have been the best match. Yeah. Shawn Michaels' response is, "Well, 
one of those matches had a guy almost land it had a guy land on his head for the finish and ours didn't <laughs> chris jericho did his impression of hbk oh cool. that's funny uh another name for chris, yeah. chris jericho kevin owens oh great great answer uh sup john do you have more names there for inductions no that's it okay uh sup john here says replace the AEW international title with mixed tag team titles yay or nay I wish I wish I don't know. I want I wish WWE bring back the Mixed Match Challenge. I know. If they, if WWE brought back Mixed Match Challenge and had titles for it, that would be amazing. That would be pretty fun. That shit that was, was so great. That Just put fun. it on Facebook, have them goof off. Yeah. Have them show some personality. That's what wrestling should be. That Mixed Match Challenge, that's what wrestling should be. I know exactly. Exactly. Uh KMR says, "Do you think Roman is still lacking that big WrestleMania match slash moment?" Uh, between Rock versus Austin, Rock versus Hogan, Andre versus Hogan, Rock versus Cena, one are all epic matches slash moments. Roman versus Rock would have been that. But how many WrestleManias have there been? Almost 40, and there was five moments there. Not everybody gets that moment. You know? Uh, well, that's the question. Is Roman yeah. lacking that? I mean, he stacked two Hall of Famers and pinned them. Yeah, that's a pretty big. He, it, let me ask you this: Is it hmm. because he's had too many WrestleManias? Like he's be. main evented every single one for the past whatever. It's and like been. half of those have been against Brock Lesnar, and half of them been about up against Brock Lesnar. I feel like if he had one Brock match, it would have been like the, the big thing, the big deal. Brock has Brock Taker. Yeah, um, I mean Roman was in the ring when Seth had his Mania moment when he when he cashed in at WrestleMania. If if Roman and Undertaker had a slightly better match and Undertaker actually retired, that would have been his. Yeah. But Taker didn't like the match. Yep. Yep. Uh, Brandon Monroe here asks, after LA Knight stacks Roman and Cody, then Howdy comes out and challenges LA Knight as the true main event of Mania. Who wins? LA Knight. The fans. But LA Knight, really, yeah. Man, I did. I don't know. If if Uncle Howdy's out there running ropes, does the fans really win? It's like he could barely see where he was going. Oh, we got a new Friendo Club channel member, Bryant Williams. Thank you so much, Thank Bryant. You, Bryant. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Keep an eye on the membership tab. That's where we put all of our bonus episodes. Mm-hmm. We do them live on Fridays at around 3 p.m. Pacific. Um, oh, yeah. I think it's time for Triple H. Yeah, Man, it's a good thing because my, my voice There's is getting a lot of things. Well, I mean, you better get a drink of water because you better get ready to, to talk. That's not helping anything. It's basically, it's like, you know, now this is my voice. So good luck with the call. Here we go. Hi, how's it going? This is Triple H, the game of games, king of kings. Oh, hi, You sound like you're energetic today. I've got lots of energy. It's Monday. You know what that means. Uh, Monday Night Raw, the biggest three hours on television every single week. Monday, Monday, Monday. Uh, so I got one question. Uh, no, no, interrupt. I'm still doing the thing. Uh, okay, go ahead. Uh, are, is Cody versus LA Knight going to be the entire three hours of Raw? And is LA Knight going over? LA Knight. Okay, you guys want a scoop? Here's a big yeah. scoop. Is that one of those lame Bray Wyatt's out because of creative reasons? Bray Wyatt loves his creative. He's the guy who begged me to work with LA Knight. Uh, and now that LA Knight has won that feud, he's on to bigger and better things. Yes, it is true. Tonight, I'm going to come out at the head of the show and announce. Uh, L.A. Knight versus Cody Rhodes is going to be for the WrestleMania main event. Uh, yeah. L.A. Knight 
is going to win, uh, and then uh, it's going to be him versus Roman uh, night two. And then L.A. night wins, right? Wait, sh- I'm still doing the thing, but very quietly. Uh... And then you got to tune into WrestleMania, the biggest show of shows. We're doing things the right way. We're building stories and characters and all that kind of stuff. Uh, only for the company to be sold and dad to take back over. Uh, it's going to be very Well, at least you get your WrestleMania in. Uh, yeah, I get my one WrestleMania. I should have had 25. I should have had like 10 by now, to be honest with you. 2017 is when dad should have left. That's the year. 2016 yeah. was great, and then it all went downhill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well... Hopefully you get many more years. I hope so too. Uh, what hey, else we got? Where are you, where are we on the on the arsenic thing? I'm uh, not talking about that. I'm here to talk about raw. Uh, got a poison Vince. We got a we got a poison Gomez Big Bad. Uh, what can we expect on Raw tonight? Oh, nothing but great. Nothing but greatness. Uh, Such that as that. Isn't that what that the theme song says? Greatness. Nothing but greatness. Feels like uh, greatness. Yeah. Feels like greatness. Feels like a couple of hot dogs today. I think I'm. Peckish for some hot dogs. Oh, uh, where do you get hot dogs from? Uh, the grocery. I don't know. Steph gets them from the grocery store. She has the people make the. They do go run and get the uh, get them, and then I barbecue them. Uh, oh, you grill them. That's a good call. I grill them up. Uh, you're air fried a hot dog. Do you have an air fryer? Yeah, I got an air fryer. You got to you got to slit the hot dog. One thing you don't want to do is put them in the microwave and without because they'll blow up. Uh, they will blow up. That's true. You don't want to do that. Uh, no. No. Tonight on Monday Night Raw, street fight. Kevin Owens versus Solo Sokoa. That should be good. Blood. Kevin Owens versus Owens would be great. Sam is going to make the save again. Is, is Cody Rhodes going to mediate this, uh, this, uh, this, this issue between Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn? Are they going to they make nice here on, on Raw tonight? What am I? What am I? The Cliff Notes version of what's going to happen on Raw? you got to watch the damn show. The bigger question is, is are we going to see Solo Sokoa wear jeans? Uh, that is a good question. It's a street fight. We see Kevin Owens wear jeans all the time, but so is Sakoa. I don't know if he wears jeans. Uh, I don't know either. Yeah, we're going to find out what the street champ has for the street fight for Kevin Owens. Uh, Interesting. What else yeah. can we expect? Cody Rhodes takes on LA. We already talked about that. The Beast Incarnate, that means Brock Lesnar, yeah. is set to come face-to-face with Omos. Uh-huh. So they're going to... they're gonna. Well, it's not really going to be face-to-face because Omos is like... Almost a foot taller than Brock Lesnar. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> you guys that's doing true. that one. Got yeah. you with that one. You nah. Edge. He's called out Finn Balor. So how will Finn Balor respond? Is he going to be Purple Demon or just snarky Finn Balor the way he is right now? He's always going, yeah. 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 Anyways. Then we got Bianca Belair. Is ready to introduce Chelsea Green to the EST. Well, she is the EST. This is like a raw gate situation. Bianca Belair is going to introduce Chelsea Green to the EST in a one-on-one showdown. It sounds like Bianca Belair is going to introduce Chelsea Green to like another version of herself, a third person who is Bianca also Belair. Bianca Belair, yeah, the EST. It's going to be like a raw gate situation. Uh, it should be like Bianca in. Belair uh, 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 reminds Chelsea Green why she is the EST or something. You like interrupted that, right? me, but I, I I let it go because you were making a good point there. Yeah, Thank I you. think it's she's it's, she, they're just going to have a match. That's what's going to happen. They're going to match. The only question is how quickly is Bianca Belair going to beat Chelsea Green? Uh, four minutes and thirty six seconds. All right, you got the book there, so I trust your I trust your numbers. I got the pencil. I got the book. I'm the Booker Man. Uh, John Gargano 
John. And Dexter Loomis, Tangle with the Judgment Day. Big L for Johnny Gargano and Dexter Loomis. Maybe, uh, maybe, yeah. It's looking that way. D- depends on who's in the Judgment If I give it to Dom, the, you know, you, I don't know what's going to happen. I love well, maybe Dom Ray will games. interfere to help out uh, John and Dexter. Uh, Ray doesn't want to, Ray does not want any part of Dom. He always ah. tries to avoid him like the plague, uh, which makes him a terrible dad. We also got Elias. Getting himself in some hot water with Bronson Reed. Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to this because the hot new superstar, the LA Knight of 2023, is going to be Boogs. Uh, Boogs oh. and out. Oh, they're going to say Bronson Reed. That's a euphemism. Boogs and out is a no, 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 nobody, no. Dude, nobody cheers for Bronson Reed. Come on. That's a de- he's a depth guy. Uh, no, Boogs and out. Boogs and out, that's a euphemism, you know, for cocaine sex. Uh, oh, okay. It's a cocaine erection is boogs and out. Gotcha. So whatever gotcha. he says, I'm boogs and out, just know he is bricked up on the white stuff. All right. All right. That's good to he's know. He's taking yeah, a big old snort of the snow. That. I didn't know that. And he's very erect. Oh, wow. That's why he's got the gimmick bag. That's why he's got the fanny I pack. That's why they always have shots of him from like mid drift up. Right, but if you if they happen to catch it down below, he's got like the uh, the uh, the fanny pack there. Oh, the cover bag up, to cover it up, yeah. To cover up the engorged penis. Oh goodness gracious! It's all fired up on cocaine. Uh, all right. Well, that sounds. That's like what's a happening on Monday Night Raw. Raw. Everybody needs to tune in. We're looking to break two milli, two milli with this one. All what's right. the what's the competition today? What's going on on Monday night elsewhere? I don't know. Is there NBA action on tonight? I don't know. Probably. doesn't matter. Maybe. It's not going to be a good as scripted Monday oh, night. Oh, I wonder if the Sacramento Kings are going to play. Can you say light the beam for me? Light the beam. Light the beam. Number two in the West and the uh, Denver Nuggets are falling apart as we speak. Oh, uh, dear. Sacramento's going to come away at number one seed. Yeah, they're playing the Milwaukee Bucks. They're a good man. they got a good team. Wait, the Kings are or the Nuggets are? The Kings are playing Ooh, the yeah, Bucks that's, tonight. That's going to be a tough one. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I'm looking at your chat right now. Bree Marie 11 says, I picked the wrong time to pick up my cousin from school. I've oh, been using dear. naughty language. They like drug references and sexual innuendo. Apologies. All right. All right. Apologies. All right. I didn't know. I didn't know there'd be little kids tuning in here. Oh, God. This is supposed to be, his, I didn't know it was a PG show. It's called Going in Raw. It's a new window for condomless sex. Okay, oh, Triple H, thanks for joining us. Goodbye. I know you're busy. All right, he's gone. He's gone already, man. That almost completely went off the rails there. Again? My goodness gracious. Yeah. Was he horny again? Uh-huh. Oh, no. Oh, no. Well, that's not good. Wow. Oh, man. Oh, Anyways. Wrap it up? Okay, that's the wrap it up sign. All right, everybody, look. You guys have a terrific Monday. Yes. Tomorrow, this is very special. I, can we do this like, should we do this after NXT tomorrow? Uh, so, like after 7? My GM, like at 7? Let's do 7.30. 7.30 works 7.30. Yeah, 7.30 okay. is great. All right. So 7.30, 7.30 p.m. 10.30 uh, Eastern. Yeah. 7.30 Pacific. Uh, we're going to be doing, you, me, and the Enforcer are going to be doing My GM with 2K23. A lot of people mm-hmm. asking, do do Lars and do My GM? So we're going to do my GM, see if y'all like it. We're going to do both on YouTube and Twitch at the same time. Mm-hmm. Tonight uh, at 9 p.m. Pacific is when 2K23 is available to to the non-influencers, apparently. So I'm going to be doing that at my channel. I don't know what I'm going to be doing. Goofiness, maybe I'll do some My Rise showcase. I don't know what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be playing the game 
I'll probably pull the people what they want. That's at twitch.tv forward slash Steve here. So be sure to go follow that channel. Thanks for watching, everybody. We appreciate it. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Hey, I'm Nolan Sykes, a host of Past Gas, the number one automotive podcast in the world. Every week, my co-hosts, James Pumphrey, Joe Weber, and I bring you some of our favorite stories from the hollowed halls of car history. From the amazing to the weird to the utterly unforgettable moments, we cover it all. Join us as we take a look at the wild stories and larger-than-life characters behind legendary cars and car makers. So if you love cars or just like a good story, check out Past Gas by Donut Media, the number one automotive podcast in the world.